Hey guys, welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. Today is March 13th, 2022, and this is episode 82 of the workshop podcast. And tonight I have an extra special guest. I have Mrs. Toolman, my wife Becky Cook, in here with me. How are you, babe? I'm good. Good, good, good. Yeah, so we're going to talk tonight about... Uh, our business venture, uh, the, the, well, it's really her business venture, something we did together, uh, but real quick before we do, we always get the housekeeping out of the way. Let's do some announcements. So first off, we have now expanded to a few different, uh, streaming platforms while we're going. Hey, Brian, how are you? We are now also streaming on float, uh, sorry, on Facebook and a second stream on float, which leads me to another uh, announcement in a minute. And we're going to be streaming to Telegram as soon as I work the bugs out. been following all the instructions, and for whatever reason, it just does not seem to work. Hey, Chris Dixon, how are you? So anyway, we've, we're right now on five platforms. We should be on Rumble soon. Going to look to try to max StreamYard right out and get, I can't remember if it's eight or ten we can get, but we're going to be there. Keep spreading the word of the workshop. Uh, number two, keep pushing Mike Rowe. Uh, share that video. Tag him on anything on social media. Use hashtag do me dirty Mike, and we are going to get him on here. I told you I officially got turned down once, but now they know I actually exist. So we will get him on there. And the other thing that I have launched is uh, Toolman Tim Radio 24 7 stream on float. So it's 24 7 except when I'm streaming here. And then this stream will be on both. But basically, I've got enough backlog, back catalog of content that I'm now going to uh, stream all of my stuff. <laughs> do me dirty, Mike. There we are. Dome dirty. Yeah, I know. It's funny, Brian. So anyway, we've got, I've got 80, what are we, tonight's episode 82. So we got a whole bunch and I wouldn't mind maybe like a day a week or, or mix in some other people's episodes. So if you've got a piece of content you'd love to have on the 24 seven Toolman Tim radio, let me know. We'll slide something in and we'll get cross promoting because uh, rising tide floats all boats. So with that, let's move on to the highlight of the show. My beautiful wife came in. So how are you, baby? I'm good. Good. Nice, relaxing Sunday we had today. Yes. Yeah. Are you sure? No, it yeah, was. It right was, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Studio 8424 has us live over on float. Uh, nice. He's one of our biggest supporters. If you guys haven't gone over to float, take a minute and uh, sign up over there. I love it. It's the free speech platform. And I really think that it's going places. So, so I brought you in, we are going to talk about, what are we going to talk about, baby? Um, well, I guess you could say female entrepreneurship, uh, starting another business, stacking businesses, stacking right? Stacking businesses, family business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Hey, Hi, David. How are you? Over from Facebook. This is great. Right on. <laughs> we got people. This is, yeah, going to take a little getting used to here, guys, but we are going to get it to work. I love it. So we, um, why don't you, would you like to tell a story how it started? Just take us back to when did it start? Busy Bees. Um, well, my sister and I, we both worked at for AHS, which is Alberta Health Services. And eventually we got to the point where we weren't, we weren't getting, like I was full time. She was only casual. And then eventually she went off on maternity leave. And I went off because of an injury and we just, and then we got to the point where we're just like, we're so tired of working for other people. We're so tired of accommodating everybody else's hours. <laughs> and we were just, and 
with her, like we, we do have a daycare in Provost and it's, and it's an awesome daycare. It really is. But we found there, there's always, there was always a huge waiting list. And even with the waiting list, she still had, even if you weren't on it, it was never full time. They only had casual spots. And with my sister, her name's Amy and she's young. She's my younger sister. So we got to the point where like when she had her little boy and she was going to go back to work and she, and his, and his name's Adam. And he's, 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 sweet he's the sweetest kid in the world. <laughs> I love him. He's so sweet, but uh, she just didn't know what to do with him. And, and, and me being the older sister, I'm just like, well, I don't mind babysitting once in a while, but our kids are older and I don't know if I'm ready to have a, another baby around the house all the time. And my, my, and our house is not baby proof. And, yeah. and even though, you know, it doesn't make, I mean, I love many less, but I just didn't want any babies around or anything, not in my house. Cause then it upsets the dogs. And, and then, but both of us are to the point where we, we both love kids and we just thought, well, you know what, maybe we should look into babysitting. Yeah. And and then uh, my mom, who has her ECE, which is the early childhood education, and she's like, well, you know what? Why don't we look into doing the daycare? So my uh, my sister's mother-in-law, Kathy, who is a wonderful person, owns a church. And she said, well, hey, you know what? I'm not doing anything with the basement. If you guys want to renovate it, I'll give you a decent rent. And you guys can turn it into a daycare. And then, and we we're just kind of like hemming and hawing. And we're kind of like, oh, well, you know, yeah, no, it seems all right. It seems all right. And then I just, and then when Amy's maternity leave was getting close to run out, I just looked at her and I said, you know what? I said, let's do this. We can do it. So proud of you. And, and then she's in the course, Amy's more cautious than what I am. And she's like, well, I don't know. It's going to cost a lot of money. And I said, you know what? I said, why don't you? let Tim and I handle that part of it because we already have all seasons and we can uh, filter a lot of the costs through all seasons, such as, you know, write-offs and, and I said, well, let, and she helped where she could and, you know, and, and her husband's supportive as well. And, and we just like, you know what, let's, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And then it just slowly came together. We started renovating and, oh, that was, that was a nightmare. When did but, we, when, when did we actually start? Because you just, the reason we brought Becky on or uh, on really was because it's, we just celebrated a year, right? Well, that was a year from opening. Yes. From grand yeah, opening. So yes. we actually, I think we actually started renovating in May. Was that what? Okay. Yeah. May of, May of that, of the previous year. And then we start and then once it was in May and then we got to September and that's when we started our whole licensing Right. And then we had to go through all the hoops for licensing. And I don't know how many are Canadian, but when in Alberta with licensing, we have to have health inspector, fire inspector, uh, licensing inspector. And then you have to fill out applications. You got to send application fees. You have to send in criminal record checks. That's uh, right. For, um, first aid. First, you have to have your first aid. You have to have your food handlers. Um, so we just basically, we just kept going and any type, anytime we had a speed bump, we just plow over it and we kept going and kept going. And of course, and then, then we had to deal with COVID and that, of course, you know, something that would take two weeks <laughs> ended up taking two months and, and it just kept pushing back and pushing back. But then we opened, uh, March 1st. 
Yes, March 1st, 2021. Yep. 2021, yes. Yeah, and we, so, I mean, we, we knew there was a need there, eh, babe? Yep. Because, like we said, there was a, another daycare in town who was full. They were large, and we figured, hey, why don't we do a smaller daycare? Yep. Uh, we're allowed to have 17 kids, right, at, um, at the moment? Or, uh, we're allowed or to have 17, 17 at one time. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, to back up a bit, I mean, this is a church that's probably, oh, I don't know, um, 60 years old, 50 years old, in the 30s. In the okay, yeah. so we're coming up on 90 years old. So as you can imagine, it's not the uh, tightest as far as air goes and heat goes. Uh, electrical, there's only 60 amp service in it. So we mm -hmm. had to get creative with the kitchen. What did you use for the kitchen, baby? It was well, really cool. Well, how we were told is that um, the church was basically built by the parishioners. parishioners yeah. yeah, so you know, like as favors. So like they're, you know, like, oh, I have a little bit of contracting experience <laughs> because I, you know, I put a wall up in my house here, I'll build the basement, you know? So like, it's like all the walls are uneven, the floors are uneven and, and like trying to put down laminate floor oh. and cushion floor was a nightmare. And, but um, no, so we have a gas hookup in the kitchen but we came to find out if we actually had a stove in there, it was going to jack up our insurance. So we decided to do, um, we have a griddle, we have a toaster oven and um, a two burner. Hot plate? Hot plate. Yeah. yeah. The one for, yeah. So we saw, we, okay, so we need to back up. I need to brag Becky up a little bit because she, she makes it sound like, you know, if you see a road bump, we work over it. Well, there, there's, there's a truth to that, but how it really goes is, that she, when she sees a road bump, goes right the hell through it. Because I've never met a woman more persistent in all my life. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. She's absolutely the reason that I'm successful in business. And she's absolutely the reason that she's successful. Because to her, there's never a no. There's just a, what do I need to do to make it a yes? And she works her way through it. And that's the way it was with the kitchen. You know, we, so... To, to do all the process, we had to have, what, four different inspections? Yep. And every time we had somebody there for an inspection, they would always find something. It's like their job. So you had a fire inspector. We had an occupancy inspector. We had a health inspector. Health inspector. And yeah. then we had the final inspection from, from the, the, licensing. the licensing. And so, like, the kitchen stuff, I just thought it was so brilliant because we couldn't have an electric stove. We couldn't have a gas stove. No big deal. We'll use a hot plate, um, a yep. pressure cooker, or like an um, Instapot, whatever it happens to be. And they, you guys never have any problems, do you? No, not at all. And and going back to that, like I don't even, I don't even like the kids using the word no in their vocabulary. When they're when they tell me no, I just I answer with excuse me, because mm -hmm. there's going to be no no's. And I, because I, you have to be persistent, and I'll and and not to like. Uh, categorize or anything but being a woman in a business is a lot harder because trying to get things done and calling people I find some people don't take you as serious mm -hmm. and like for example when we're trying to get quotes for a new grant that we're applying for I think you're still waiting for a call from a certain person I I called him every day until he gave me a quote yeah and it took a week and a half but I just found that it was kind of just brushed under the rug and I like he didn't take me serious and I and I find that very very frustrating but and I know a lot of women in business do find that frustrating and you found that even at the very beginning when we first started the business that even some 
I wouldn't call them customer, but parents and different things, just kind of mm -hmm. maybe at first you had to kind of assert yourself and, yep. and be like, hey, I'm the boss, right? Exactly. Because we uh, there's some daycares that are run by what they call a co-op and where they, they have like a board with a president, a vice president, a treasurer. Um, and, but we're a private. It's myself and my sister. We are the owners and it's 50, 50 and, and everything we do, we do together. And, and it, it, it's nice because we don't have to answer to anybody. And the oh. only ones we have to answer to is basically each other and we keep each other level. That's it's true. Yeah. Well, let's, let's slide back. So we, I remember I had to work that day, but you, so the basement where you, I wish we'd have done a full before and after walkthrough because the transformation is absolutely incredible yeah. because I know I, I ended up having a job that day, but you guys went in there because it was basically just full of household items, right? Like storage, random yeah, everywhere. Using it for storage, yeah. yeah. So you guys can picture, you know, it. I'm, I'm sure the church was renovated in the 60s or 70s. It reminds me of every evangelical church I was in as a kid. So it's got the big the big main room, you know, it's 16 by 35. Then it's got three classrooms off the side and then a kitchen and two bathrooms and an office, just like every other church that I'd ever been in. But it was full from top to bottom, back to forth. Mm -hmm. And you guys went in and organized and hauled out. Is that yep, what, we, how you started? We just hauled everything out and anything. And then we ran that. Um, well, most of it was Kathy stuff. So yep. she was, she, what she did was she picked and she, what could go and what was staying and we kept it down the basement and then we just ran like a continuous yard sale for a couple of days that, people I forgot came in about that yeah and, and cleared out that stuff so we didn't have to haul it out which made our lives a little bit easier because we got rid of a lot of stuff yeah which made it nice yeah and then we started making a plan so at that point what was in the living room or in the main room because we tore something up there was it was carpet? it was the carpet yeah. glued to the cement yeah carpet yeah. glued to the cement and we had all we so three small rooms and we had to just start renovating, right? Yep. And then there was a what I like to call the death trap of the back stairs. That's the stairs they use now. But before it was just kind of open framed. It was an open frame wood staircase that you that could had, look that had dirt. Yeah, you <laughs> could literally through. see into the basement dirt, right? Yep. So would we 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 cut all kinds of pieces out? Yep. We anchored a railing to the the old cinder blocks. We created storage up there. It it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved bringing it to life. And then. We went and we, uh, where'd we go from there? We had uh, all the different small rooms. Yep. And we put, what'd we do? Well, our, our biggest expense was the flooring. Yes. Because we had to make sure we had all the flooring down. Um, the cushion flooring and the laminate flooring. And of course you did all that because. Yeah, which was yep. great because yep. I, we knew a guy. Yeah, I knew a guy, right? <laughs> and and Barrett helped. Yes. Oh yep. yeah. Barrett yep. helped. And, and of course then in the main room, it has those pillars. Oh, so yes. that was a pain doing the laminate around there. And and then we painted. Yes, we did. And, of course, you have to always put up the fancy uh, wall stickers for the kids. So, like, lots of colors and animals and shapes and stuff. And, and we did it. We did it on a budget. So when you're when you're thinking about a business, this is this is the crazy thing. Like, I mean, you know, we had a local we had a local group here who was shutting a program down and they gave us a bunch of preschool kind of furniture, which was great. There was a, a, unfortunately a preschool an hour out of town was uh, shutting down. We went up there for a big yard sale and, uh, Oh, we got a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes. Those great carpets and, and expensive stuff. Wasn't well, it, baby? Like, well, just those carpets alone. Cause we actually, I think Amy had them in her cart through Wayfair. 
Right. And for the one carpet that we paid $150 for on Wayfair, they wanted $950. Isn't that crazy? So, it was the, you know, for like, one carpet. And it had it like, you know, it has typical wear wear and tear on it but kids are rough on it anyway and i don't i can't tell you how many times i've cleaned up throw up off that carpet so it's just like kids are just the rough on everything but i'm not paying 950 dollars for a carpet when i get one for 150 and our saving grace was ikea oh yes yes you guys yeah. loved ikea and one thing also that people don't really and and so preschools fall under kind of the specialty category right yes because anything that is earmarked or called little kid furniture or preschool furniture automatically has a huge premium on it, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Like six little tiny day beds. What are they? $300 um, for? No, right now they're 440. And they re they look like a shorter version of an army cot. There's nothing to them at all. No, it's I'm, just a mesh cot. Yeah. And we've had to buy three sets of them so far, right? Uh, two sets. So two far. sets and yeah. with another one coming. Another one coming. Yeah. So then, so, and of course she, she jumps over her big part here, but of course I put the, the sweat equity in. And of course that's what you have to do guys when, when you're doing this is, you know, figure out how to buy things on the cheap, yep. figure out how to do the renovations if you can do it yourself, which we were lucky with that, but she turned it into a daycare. I, I just spruced it up. I, you know, I, I, I shined up a turd for a bit and, <laughs> you know, we got some paint in there and we got yep. some flooring, but you turned it into a daycare. I remember the first time going down and looking at it and I was like, wow, you got stickers mm -hmm. on the wall, you got bookshelves, you got uh, the special kidney sized tables. Is that what they're called? Kidney yep. tables? Yeah. With the, the cute little chairs and and then we opened for business, didn't we? We did. And how did it go? You were full first day, right? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, we came into uh, the realization that it was going to be a struggle. And, and I don't like putting the blame on certain things, but honestly, it was because of COVID. It really did. It, it yeah. really was. It uh, hurt a lot. It did hurt a lot. And honestly, I say go for it, but I... I do not recommend opening a business during the pandemic unless you're willing to deal with the extra stress that comes with it. Um, we realized that nobody needed childcare because <laughs> yep. up here in Canada, uh, Justin Trudeau was wonderful with his, what they call the CERB money, which is the Canadian recovery emergency benefit, which gave people $2,000 a month to basically stay home and not work. So, and then after that, then it went down to uh, the Canadian Recovery Child Care Benefit. And they shut down daycares for a short period And they time did too. shut down daycares. But the recovery benefit was $450 a week. Basically, if you were at home with your child who couldn't go to school, couldn't go to daycare, he paid them $450 a week to basically stay home. So nobody's going to send their child to daycare and pay a fee when they can lose then they're going to lose that money from the government so and it did and of course that that money is still going yep. which is uh, it's crazy, crazy. yeah and um but we uh so we had one we had two and of course before we opened we had a lot of interest oh yeah a lot of a lot of we, tire we threw, kickers yeah we right. threw a grand opening with free cake right yeah yep. yeah we had we had a lot of interest a lot of interest but but again we are still like, I don't like to compete. I like to say that we're, different. uh, we're, we're different. We're a different daycare from the other one. Mm -hmm. and, and by all means, we're not competing with them and we don't ever want to compete with them because they, they can have like 80 kids over there and, and they're a huge facility. And, and I get that, but we want to stay small and 
with us, it gives us a chance to be more selective with what kids we have so yep. that, you know, basically they jive with each other. And, um, but I, we had so much interest and we were so excited. And then all of a sudden when we opened, it was like, oh, okay, nobody's coming, nobody's registering, what's going on, right? And then you're just like, oh, it's because Justin Trudeau is extending all this money and no, and a lot of people are still working from home and a lot of people don't need childcare. And it's like, and I mean, so, we, we made the choice to open yeah, during did. a pandemic. We did. And we, we, yeah. I mean, because we, we kind of leveraged all seasons maintenance yeah. to, you know, we used some of the income and the, the profits from that to build the daycare. And we knew, and how, how, how long of a time frame did we plan that we wanted to hit to be full? Right. We, we knew. Um, I, I thought if we were full within the first year, yeah. I would have been happy. Um, but we went, well, we went a couple months and we had a couple kids, like mm -hmm. we had three or four kids. And then all of a sudden we, one of the children brought COVID into the center and we, we were closed for like two, almost two months. I think we were almost closed well, on and off on like and off it wasn't, for almost yeah. two months. And of course, yeah, because Christmas was no, 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 was, this was, was in yeah. May and June. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And, and of course it was a no solid one, month. Anyway, nobody got sure. like, everyone got COVID nobody except was for sick. me, yeah. right? and <laughs> like, me. Yep. but everyone got like, nobody was really sick. But we have to, because they have all these wonderful protocols where you're licensed, you have to follow them all. And basically within those six to eight weeks that we were closed, then a couple of the parents were like, oh, well, you know, we're just going to keep them home because and, and they, they never were, brought them back, never brought them back. And, and I get it. They were nervous and, and that's okay too. But, um, but then it was just kind of like, okay. And then in the summer, it kind of picked up a little bit, um, I think we had well, six kids? slide back a little because yeah. for those first two or three months, there were actually a few days where you guys shut down and went home because you didn't have any kids, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and there was days we only had one. Yeah. yeah. So we, there were days that there were three of them in there working for just a single kid now. And, but they were going on the internet. They were like, you yeah. know, researching, they were learning, they were still playing with whatever kid they had. And we were renovating too. Like yeah. We were decorating, we were just keeping ourselves busy. And But I mean, yeah. it was discouraging, wasn't it? Oh, I very. Mean, yes, it, very. We had a plan. We knew what our plan was. And up in your brain, you know what it is. And you But know, it doesn't like, make it easier, does it, babe? Well, no, because when you get a certain vision in your brain and that's like, and you have that embedded, that's the only vision you see. And it's hard to not stay on that path when you're getting distracted and you're being discouraged because you're just like, no, 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 no. This is how it's supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to look like. And, and it is hard because you do get, and then when you come to the realization of it and your vision's not there, then you kind of crash really hard. And then you're just like, oh my goodness, this is not working. I don't know what to do. Uh, and then, you know, and you were able to. You lived off the high for maybe the first month or six weeks yeah. or so, right? Because yeah. you open a new business and we were excited. And mm -hmm. I mean, we knew we had a plan. Yes, we did. And I this I think we wanted to talk about this a little bit because, we, you know, when you start a new business, you're excited. You have a plan. You know what you need to do. And especially once you've had one business already, you have that confidence, right? Like mm -hmm. we knew, we knew, God damn it, we were going to, we were going to make this thing work. But that doesn't help when you've been open for six weeks, you've got a kid and a half registered <laughs> and you're shutting down a day or two a week 
because you have no kids there, right? Yeah. And then you're open for three months and you have like four or five kids. And then all of a sudden, oh, now you got to shut down because of COVID, right? And it's, yeah. And yeah. then a couple kids didn't, they didn't bring and then them a back. A couple kids didn't come back. Yeah. And then we were just starting to get on our feet and things were going well. And then Apparently, we, we were quite excited. I mean, we had six or seven kids, and then one yep. mother who had two kids pulled both of them out. Yes. And yep. that was sad. We were, I mean, well, it, it was it a was, situation. It but. was a situation, and um, I, I wasn't really sad about it because, uh, you know, without... They weren't driving. They weren't driving with the other kids. Like, the the two kids, it, they, it was making our days... Like, and I, and I love all kids, but these, these children were making our days miserable. And it got to the point where I'd get up in the morning and I, and I would basically hope and pray that they yeah. weren't going to be there that day. <laughs> and it's like, and I, and I don't, and I don't ever want to say anything mean about them, but it was just like, and because in the, the way they would react and then the kids that we all jive with and they start mm -hmm. counter reacting and, and then it's just like, and then you lose control. But it was yeah. still 25% to 30% of our revenue we lost overnight, basically, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that you can imagine, you know, like if you have 17 kids, which is capacity, and yep. we lose two, well, you know, whatever. That's that's just some of the gravy. But when you only had seven or eight kids and you lost two, well, that was that hurt. It stung. Even though yep. you were kind of deep down inside, you're like, okay, this is probably the best. Yes. But it's still, it yeah. was, yeah. We were, we were basically breaking even at that point, right? Yeah. Roughly. And then. Well, yeah. Amy and I were not taking a wage. No. No, we, uh, Amy and I never really actually paid ourselves pretty much the full year. Right? So what you're saying is as an entrepreneur, you put in 60 to 70 to 80 hours a week for 12 months and didn't take a wage. No. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> so are you getting rich? <laughs> not yet no <laughs> but but you're getting there aren't you we're getting there yes so it took a while yeah you weren't as successful as you'd hoped out of the gate no you made almost no money for about a year yep and you had some days let's talk about some days that you wanted to give up or it was okay um, first off were there ever of course i know the answers to these <laughs> questions but were there ever a day babe where you were like you know what fuck it I'm done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Where do we go? What are we doing? Um, yeah. I find like um I'd have those days, but I'm not as vocal about it as Amy is. Amy was way more, Amy's way more vocal about it than and I am. This was her first business too, right? Yeah, yes. this is Amy. But um the problem, um, but I found where I don't know, maybe it's because I'm the older sibling or whatever, but I found when she was on those days and she's like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going home. I can't do this anymore. And then she go to the office and she start crying. And I'm just like, of course, me being the older sibling, I'm like, no, 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 no. We got this. We got this. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. We got this. We got this. And then I'd go home and then I'd start crying <laughs> because she couldn't see me. And then, of course, I take it out on you, right? She wanted to be the so, one that she yeah. carries. You carry it all the yeah. time, right? So. And we got uh, Mike, the Philippine uh, nomad over on float. Good evening, Mike. How are you? And yeah, yeah. so you had, there were some bad days. Let, oh, yeah. Let's talk about the pizza party. It's not really a pizza party. No, but. it wasn't a party. No. Um, well, we got to, we. Was it November or early December? When was it? Um, it was in December. 
um, it was just after those two kids were pulled out. Yes, that's yeah. right. Because that was that was November. So remember this, everyone, when you're opening a business, you can take this across the board, no matter what business it is. But I will guarantee you, I had it in all seasons maintenance, and you will have a moment, right, mm -hmm. where you are as dark and as miserable and as defeated and as kicked in the stomach as you can be. And so what did we do? Well, uh, it got to the point where my optimism was just kind of like, okay. And I, I looked at Amy and I said, you know what? I maybe, maybe we need, maybe we are done. Uh, and I'm, I told her, I said, I'm totally okay with that. Like we are a business and I, and I had suggested to her, we could sell the business. Uh, maybe somebody else would want to take on this headache because <laughs> we're done with it. And, um, or so we, we talked about just shutting the doors too. Yeah. Or we just talked okay. about, but Amy and I talked about that during the day. Yes. And, and then um, we, I said, well, let's get some pizza. And I said, we'll get Tim and Barrett over here. It's Barrett is Amy's husband. And uh, we, we had uh, basically like a little powwow in the, in the big room there. And we were just talking. We're like, okay, you know what? Um, Amy and I are done. We, we can't do it anymore. Um, I have basically, stretched myself to the point where like there, there's nothing that I could grasp at that would give us any assistance. And of course, like with all the COVID money there, like a lot of the other programs that would help small businesses were shut down because all the money's being filtered through these COVID benefits. And, and I just, and we, and we just basically said, okay, if things aren't picked up by the new year, then we're done. Or, Oh, yes. Well, yeah. yeah. So, cause we, it was, it, it was it, the new year. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was scary. I mean, yeah. like I said, I remember uh, not to make it about all seasons maintenance, but do you remember two winters ago when we got that really nasty snowstorm mm -hmm. and the ramps and everything drifted right over. And all I had was my backpack lower and shovels. Yeah. And I came home and I sat down in the living room and I said, that's it. I quit. Right. And you said, yeah. Okay. And you know what she did guys? She went online. And it was too storming to even go anywhere. And you found me a brand new snowblower in town that I could go by that night. And then I got up off my sorry ass and I went and got it. And I went out and I kept clearing snow. And within a day or two, I started feeling better. Hey. Yep. So we had a, we had a, we, our pizza party. So every, every business is going to have this time. And I, I know when we were talking, uh, I think I can't remember which podcast it was on, but there's, you, you need to know when to keep pushing and you need to know when, when to stop pushing, right? Huh? Mm -hmm. Hi, Homestead Glamour Girl. Nice to have you. And we got uh, Liberty Late Night over on Float as well. Thank you. That was such a dream being on their show the other night. I'm still recovering, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you're going to have that time. So we sat down and we, we had the pizza party. Yeah. I call it the pizza party. Really what it was, was we sent everybody home right after work. And it was just the four of us, the, the yep. two husbands, the two wives. And we made a plan and we said, what can we do? And we did everything we could control. Yes. We, we put, we said, all right, we are going to spend money on advertising, which sounds foolish because, well, you know, we, we were, we thought we were, okay. First off, we weren't running out of money. No. We were breaking even, but we weren't making any money. Well, right? yeah. Cause Amy and I still, you know, like, and when I say like, we never took a wage, like, you know, at the end of the month when uh, like when everything is paid up and everything, we're like, oh, well, we got a little bit extra. We can take something, you know, but like, when and we're talking a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Like we're not talking, like we're talking like, um, 
you're like when you're working 7 30 in the morning till sometimes six o'clock at night and you're only making 500 bucks for the whole month like you might as well call it nothing. yeah right, like sweetie? it's nothing yeah. right but when you get the 500 bucks in your pocket you're like yeah yeah i got 500 bucks right but it's no like but then you look back and you're just like you're so and i find when you're not making money or or you're just breaking even and you're that far into your business it where it's discouraging you you start feeling defeated and then mm -hmm. you're then you're tired and then you're like oh i don't want to get out of bed in the morning and i you know <laughs> yeah. like and, and it's like it's like all that you know like you just don't want to you just get to the point where you just don't want to do it anymore and so we yeah. we okay so we did what everybody else does and we did exactly what some sinking ship businesses do as well you know they they figure okay we're going to try to double down on advertising and we're going to cut expenses at the same time yep. so we're like okay the other two workers, we sent one home and we cut one back to part-time yep. and we thought this is what we need to do and we need to advertise and we need to go out and, and it doesn't always work this way, but I mean, we, we, we made a commitment that we were going to run till January 1st and then we were going to evaluate, right? Yep. And if things didn't improve. Yeah. Well, and, and to go back about the workers too, um, like. That we don't have any outside workers, which is great. Like the other worker that we cut down to part time, that's our daughter. Yes, uh, Grace. And I am I am going to give her a really good shout out because like she's twenty years old, and man, that child can work. Yeah, she can. Like she she we cut her down to a part time wage, and that child still came in at seven thirty in the morning, and she would still stay till five o'clock at night and i would tell her be like gracie we can't pay you for these hours and she's like i don't care mom i just want to hang out with you guys and i was like you know and that and the other worker who we sent home was my mom and and she still said hey i'm here if you need me right but my mom she's 67 yep so you know, she like, has some income and she has income like you know like your pensioner and everything but but like there's no point in her being there if she doesn't need to be. And I was like, you know what, go home and chill. You know, like you don't, don't need to be here unless you need to be. And, but Gracie still came every day. Yeah, she and, did. And you know, she's yep. a great kid. Like she's, she's a, she's a hard worker. And, and like, she's there and yeah. Yeah. And so we, yeah, we, we, we went from there, didn't we? And we, yep. we had the plan of, you know, of we, we knew it was going to be slow over Christmas yep. and we said, we're going to get there, but you know, how long was it? And because it wasn't even before they hadn't even announced anything yet, but you got a couple of new kids, didn't you? Oh, it was just after the announcement. Okay. And, and that we didn't know it was coming. We didn't know. Well, we, we did because we got the letters from licensing. Right. And, and I, and I know a lot of people are anti-government. <laughs> we are and, too. Yeah, and we are too. But I like, um, and I, and I hate, and I don't want to brag because I know a lot of people everywhere don't have the same benefits about it, but the government of Alberta, we got a letter from our licensing. It was during the Christmas break between uh, the 20th and January 1st, we got a letter stating that the Alberta government was signing a $55 billion deal or something like that for childcare or 15 billion or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was uh, like some absurd amount. And that basically what it was going to do is that it was being provided from the federal government to the provincial government so that the provincial government can disperse the funds to all the licensed daycare centers so that parents could just pay $10 a day for daycare or less. 
And that rate, as soon as that, and like we got that announcement and then after January, the first week in January, they announced it and like we were getting messages and calls. But and at the same time, they were cutting back the government money. They were cut, cut, yeah, the government so money got cut back to, to $270 a week. So they had to go back to work. They, yeah, people had to actually go back to work. Yes, which was so, a bonus. <laughs> but, uh, but so now people are, are going uh, back to work. And hey, guess what? Like our fees, like our fees are eight. Well, for example, like our fees are $800 a month for a full time. That's Monday to Friday, uh, eight or seven to five or whatever. Um, basically, if your child is, say, three, they you get $450 from the government plus an additional $266 from the government. So you pay the difference. And I think that, uh, do the math for me quickly. I, I can't, like, yeah, I'm sorry. 800 subtract 450 we, subtract we had, 266. We had one parent who was doing private care and was paying $2,400 a month. $2,400 a month for two kids. His invoice last month was 158 bucks. And, yeah, and, and that is full-time Monday to Friday. And so he pays $158. We get the difference from the government. And... and and since like, January 1st, you guys have picked up one or two kids basically a week, right? Yeah, we're and, full. Yeah, and they are we, at capacity. We are full, and we actually have a wait list started. Yeah. And it's exciting. Yeah. I love it because we held on. We you did, know? yeah. And and I and, and you, I don't want to say it's a lot because of the government, but like this this was this was an incredible announcement. And but and you it's also, so helpful for parents, right? And you wouldn't have been there. Like yep. we we launched a business during a worldwide pandemic. Yep. Everybody thought we were absolutely friggin' bonkers. <laughs> Maybe we were. Yep. We held on for nine, ten months, you know, just getting by, starting to get by, getting by a little bit better, then getting by worse. Yeah. And then, you know, well, people and then had, you gotta throw in like the, you know, the the weekly crying sessions, yes, <laughs> you yeah. know, the crying sessions between, you know, me coming home and Amy crying in the office. And, you know, like, it really, it, like, it beat you down, didn't it? Baby? It did. Yeah. No, it, it beat us. Yeah. Oh, it did. It did. And so this, I, I mean, now things are going better, aren't they? Yes. You know, we're, we're at, it's really cool because I also now have my level one uh, daycare certificate. Yep. So I can be the handyman at the daycare. I can go in and if, if you need a day off, I can actually go in and work and, and, yep. you know, oh, and the, and the kids, kids love, love me. Yeah. They yeah. call me uncle Tim. And so at first that you might think, man, that's strange. It's because I have two nephews who go there. And of course, as soon as I walk in, they, Hey, uncle Tim. So then all the kids are like, Oh, it's uncle Tim. And so it's pretty <laughs> funny. I love it. But, um, yeah. so, I mean, it was a difficult journey, but yes. was it, how did it compare to launching our first business? All seasons maintenance, the handyman business, um, right? Well, it, it's well, it's completely different. I'm, yes, like the one good thing about all seasons is that 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 need is always going to be there. Yes, and where and of course people call you because they need the work, right? You know, but where the childcare people people are more hesitant on it. Right. Because, you know, like they, their babies, it's their babies <laughs> yep. and they, and they have to, and these babies are going to be with you for sometimes 10 hours a day. And <laughs> they need to basically trust you and you have to build that trust. You have to build rapport with them. 
And, and you're seeing these parents every day, like with all seasons, you might do a job for somebody and never see them again. Mm -hmm. And, but like, we're seeing these parents every day. We're discussing all kinds of like personal things with them. And so you have to build all that with the parents and it's, it's, you know, it is a lot different. And when I, when I, when we were launching all seasons maintenance, you were working full time. So you had a guaranteed income coming in at the time. Yes. So it didn't make it easy, but at least we knew if nothing else, <laughs> geez, we can fall back on mama bear's money. Right. Yep. And I, I mean, we, we were okay. I, we, I'm glad we didn't do this in the first year <laughs> of all seasons maintenance. Cause it would have put too much stress, but yes, we, no, waited we until, wouldn't have done it. Yeah, no, no, we wouldn't have. We'd have probably crashed and burned everything. Yeah. But you know, so we were four, four years in. And so we were able to, I guess one of the best things, and, and this is another piece of advice is to, and you know, to, to think where we are with businesses. Hey, because I mean, we were, I always say it, but I mean, we were literally broke, right? Oh yeah. Like, and, and abject poor, you know, yep. there was no, like, <laughs> what, what do they call the that? Meme? Old, old, old poor. poor. We were old poor. <laughs> old yeah. Poor. Everything so, else is new poor now. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's, this is not something we ever envisioned even 10 years ago, right? No. And we do have to do a really good, uh, recognizing too, where we're doing really, really good at the daycare now. And Amy's got that good income. Oh yes. Yeah, our brother-in-law, it went out on his own and he's starting his mechanic shop and he basically, and he's his, kicking ass and taking oh names. God, he's doing incredible. Yeah. But it's because. Amy has that income now, so he was able to do it. And I'm so proud of them. Like, I am, I am. I... It's funny how success breeds success. Yep. Business breeds business. And it, it's cool because like, and, and I don't ever want it to come across as bragging because Jesus Christ, I mean, we were... I, we were, no, we're so broke, baby. We're allowed to break. So many, yeah, I, oh, I know. No, no you know what? Uh, so I, I've years. learned my entire life that... You, you don't get it like you do have to be humble and you have to be grounded and when i when i was a kid i like you know you didn't have much i didn't have much when we were like you know my parents didn't have much and and i kind of just figured that's how everybody lives and so i was just kind of like okay well i'll just be happy with a nine to five job as long as i pay my bills you know not not ever worrying about Oh well, man, maybe I should save up money so we can go on a vacation. I, that was that wasn't never even an that wasn't even a thought in my brain because I just thought, you know, as long as I'm working at Walmart nine to five, or you know, I, well, in my case, it was like four <laughs> to eleven at night, and I'm making enough so that we can pay our eight hundred dollar power bill, hmm. then I'm happy because all our bills are paid and my kids have full bellies. But we might be able to go out of town to a movie. Once every, or maybe take the kids bowling, or yeah, every whatever. two months if we paid everything right, yeah, balanced everything perfect, and got it right at the end of the month, right? Exactly, and and I and you know like and you don't want to to brag like, but you know what? When you've come, if basically if we were to sit down and write a book, and hmm. everybody was to see my entire life up until the point when I met Tim, and then our entire married life up until about six years ago, you, you would understand <laughs> basically we, how far we've actually come. And, and we have come a far, a long way. And yeah, we have, and, and the stubbornness is something that I like, I've had my entire life, but I've never actually put it to use because I was like, well, whatever, I just want to get these bills paid. Right. And, 
and there was times I was working two full-time jobs and there's times that, well, when I was dispatching, I was working 12 hour day or well, be 14 hour days. Cause I had a two hour drive yep. commute, and I was working eight days on seven days off trying to have raised two four-year-old twins. And mm-hmm. we had three teenagers and just trying, you know, like just trying to get things done and ends to me. Right. And, and now look where you are. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Like, and, and like my sister and I are going to Vegas in September which is great. And, and like that, we're able to do stuff like this. And we, and it's not that because we make all kinds of money, because, you know, like, we really don't, but we're able to do stuff like this, because we own our own business. You've built freedom into your life, haven't you? Yes. In, into our, we've built freedom into our lives. Exactly. Talk about that a little bit, baby, about the freedom. Well, the freedom, yeah, like, well, what kind of freedom? Um. Well, with having your own business, like it, like if I want to go in at 10 o'clock in the morning, I call Amy because Amy's always in at 830 anyway, because her her my other nephew has to be at school. So she drives him in. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come in at 10 in the morning because I have to do some running around in the morning. Yeah, sure. No problem. And but like, I don't need to answer to anybody else like that. And I don't need to ask permission. It's and, great, isn't it? Yeah. And if you want to, you know, it it's given us some flexibility financially as well. Yeah. And it, it'll, it just allows you, like you said, to make your own choices, right? And yeah. if you want to, if you want to take a day off, you just make sure that the other people have it covered. You don't, you yeah. don't have to call your boss and beg and plead and hope that no. you can get it on. No, we it do off. it all the time. Like we're going to the dentist on the first. I just tell Amy, I'm like, Hey, uh, we're going to the dentist on the first. And she's like, Oh, cool. Okay. I'm going to my tattoo appointment on this day. You know, like we just make sure that our days aren't on the same like we don't have the same day off because I wouldn't do that to poor Gracie, but <laughs> <laughs> we don't, uh, but we just, you know, we alternate our days off and, you know, we usually work Monday to Friday, but it, it just, uh, but I don't need to submit like AHS. You had to submit a re- written request and it had to be approved. And then you had to hope they might approve it. Yeah. And, and then you had to, and if it wasn't approved, then you had to use your personal time or your sick time. And, you know, it's just, I don't need to worry about any of that. So here's something when, when you're in business, baby, mm-hmm. how important is it to have goals and how important is it to kind of envision the future? Because we have, so you can talk about that a little bit with the daycare too, but what kind of goals, like where do we want to go with the daycare from here? Because we're at max capacity mm-hmm. at the moment, 17 kids, yep. but there's things we can do, isn't there? Well, there, um, what do you what, dream? Well, our, dream out loud. Our, our, well, my goal personally is we're going to, we're going to buy the church and we're going to renovate the whole upstairs in so that we could be become a bigger center. And then I'm hoping within two or three years, I could maybe step back a little bit. Uh, I'm not old, but I, I'm old. <laughs> we want to have a bit of a, I, I, a transient lifestyle to at least to and, an and extent. I, and I don't want to like, you know, put the cart before the horse or anything. Um, That's yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to put, the, but I'm, you know, like we have older kids. Um, Mackenzie's 24. Olivia is 22. Um, you know, like I'm hoping in a couple of years, maybe we'll have some grandkids, you know, and, and I want to be able to have that freedom so that I can see my grandbabies and, and I love my dogs and I want to be able to spend time with my dogs and, and, you know, and I, and I'm hoping in a couple of years that I could give the business to Gracie so she could run it. But we'll and, still make money off but it. But we'll still make money yes. off it. But I want to set 
I want to set our kids up for yeah. success. Right? Generational wealth, baby. <laughs> exactly. Friggin' right. Yeah. And, and same with all seasons. Like we offer, we're going to, you know, Olivia and her boyfriend, we're hoping that maybe in a couple of years, maybe they'll decide to move back to Provost and we can offer them all seasons so that Tim and I can. Because we're, we're Do moving, our thing. We're moving that into a property management business, yes. aren't we? Between snow removal and property management. That is really where all our money is being made. And it is it is something that we can easily have an employee or two to take care of most of the time. Right, baby? Yes. And that's what we want. Like, we want to basically, basically let the kids run the business so that they're set up for their life. And we can set back and we can do our life. And... Like I'm going to be 43 this year. Um, my entire life. She robbed the cradle. I'm only 32. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my, like, but my entire life since I was 18 <clears throat> has been devoted to kids and to family. And basically I've been a parent since I was 18 and I want to be an adult. Yeah. I want to do adult things. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to not have to go into work that day because I want to go shopping in the city. I like, I want to be, I want to be, I want to do adult things. And I can't, you know, like, and you can't do that when you're working 60 hours a week, but I want to be able just to have, just to have a life. But you had to do the 60 yeah. hour a week thing for a while to build it to this point. Didn't well, yeah. You? And I'm probably going to be a couple more years yet. And, and uh, I'm like, excited. So I, we, so what we're going to do with the daycare, of course, a lot of this is my, my muscles, right? We're going <laughs> to, but you know, first off again, the upstairs looks just like any old evangelical church that you've been into in the country or anywhere. And it's a big open room with a couple of small rooms off to the side. We're going to renovate the whole thing. We're going to do an after-school drop-in program, right? Uh, that, that's maybe... still on the table, I think. We're going to expand the daycare first. Yes. And yeah. Our biggest setback at the daycare is we need more bathrooms. Yes. We are, that is 95% of our limitations right now is the fact that we only have two bathrooms. Yeah, it's 10, 10 people per bathroom. Right. So uh, seven, 17 kids and three workers is what it works out to. So we need to add, we're going to add three bathrooms upstairs and uh, I'm going to do a lot of that work, but we're yep. going to hire a professional for some of it simply because we can, right? Yep. And then we're going to renovate the whole interior. We're going to upgrade the electrical. We're going to get, this is my favorite part for the outside. We're going to get that rubber. The uh, Yes. So if you guys have ever seen that, it's like a permanent <laughs> rubber mulch. It looks like um, asphalt, yep. but it doesn't get hot. The water runs through it. And it's 100% permanent because we have a fairly small playground area mm -hmm. and the kids are like goats. They kill the grass. And so we need oh, they to, killed it back yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. So we need to come up with something. So we're doing that. And every little bit of grass that comes up, they go by and they just pull. Oh, and I, yes. I don't know. I, I don't know why <laughs> and I mean, my kids never did that. I, I don't understand, but. And yeah. even before we got started, we had to spend a lot of money to fence in the yard didn't we yeah that was silver three that was three thousand yeah it so that was our biggest expense it, yeah it yeah, was that's it right was, yeah but it was funny because it basically the old yard the yard that's there had a fence around it that looked like an old graveyard fence <laughs> you'd never be able to use it for kids <clears throat> no it was dangerous it was cast, no it's fine cast iron <laughs> with points on the top so you can just imagine so barrett borrowed when he was still working for a company he borrowed the forklift and him and I spent the afternoon using the uh, cutoff grinder. We cut it into pieces and then he hauled it out of the ground with that. And then we had to hire somebody to put in six yep. foot chain link fence. But and, it still gave us a good deal because it was Barrett's family. Yes. So, so. and they, they gave us a good deal and allowed us to kind of pay it over a couple of months, which yep. was great. 
And <laughs> Christa, oh, first off, we'll go back to Homestead Glamour. She says, never apologize for basking in success that you made. And I appreciate that. You remember we ordered some body butters a while back? Yep. Yeah, that was from her. So okay. another female entrepreneur. And uh, Chris says, some of the best dandelion pickers I had were in Little League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or rock pickers, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, so um, and then we worked on we we worked on the fence. That was yep. a big and what am I doing? I'm putting a new door in for you tomorrow, aren't yes. I? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we were able to buy a new door finally. And we've uh, put a couple of windows in the basement because yep. they basically do nothing. The old well, windows no, that are there. And actually I like they didn't even they didn't open. No. So it was like fire hazard. But I they think, were thin but too, really yeah, thin. Yeah, and you get huge drafts from them and and I was up in the attic the other day. So here's something we wondered why it was so hard to heat this old building. And I was up in the attic with the electrician for the first time ever. And there's literally zero insulation in there. It was awful. And yeah. that's why. Uh, and Loco says, this is Mike from the Philippines. He mm -hmm. says, put the blinders on, fail forward until you succeed. Do that, do that, and do that again. Yep. And I find if you're, I always, we, I used to talk about this in my growing your uh, business series, but it's like going through a maze, right? And uh, I grew up uh, around an old, uh, we had a Upper Clemens Park, remember we used to take the kids there and they used to change. Remember you could stand up on the little walkway and you could look down into the maze so you could see where the kids were. Yep. So for some people, they could look down into the maze and, and see, and they, they, they were like the people that had already succeeded and they knew what they needed to do to get through. But if you're in the middle of the maze, it doesn't work that way. You go around a corner, you hit a dead wall or a dead end. Yep. So then you turn around and you head the other way, right, baby? Yep. And then eventually you find your success, right? Well, and, and to like to put it out for um, anybody that's starting a business. Uh, I don't know how it works in the States. That's I don't okay. Know. But like just pound the Google information, inter like the internet, like yes. there are so many grants and supports out there. Like, and not to categorize again, but there, there's more for female entrepreneurs. No, that's and, what I brought you on yeah, for, baby. Yeah, Talk like about just, it. Preach it. Like there's, there are so many out there because what do you, like, they don't want you to, they don't want you to fail. They, um, and they're, and a lot of these grants, you don't even have to pay back. And cause like I've, a, as like long as recently, you do what they, as long as you do reason, what, yeah. As long what, as you what, submit yeah. all your paperwork and, you know, you basically don't take the money and squander it on, you know, like, a, you know, a, a, Not a night the out or anything. Ever. The government would never squander any money, right? No, so, never, yeah, never, yeah, yeah. never. But, um, but like, I just applied for a new grant and we haven't got approved yet, but like, basically it's a new grant for all new electrical, uh, insulation, uh, new doors. Grant, it's right? an environmental grant. Like they're going to do a new furnace, new hot water tank. Um, basically, anything like this whole like if we were to do it all it would have caught it's going to probably cost us hundred thousand hundred thousand dollars and it's a hundred percent grant and we don't have to pay any of it back we just have to submit the receipts that it was paid and and that's incredible and there is stuff out there like that and again i i talk about becky is really good at not even going over speed bumps but plowing right the hell through them <laughs> she's also an absolute bull in a china shop when it comes to finding grants and there's absolutely nothing wrong. There's Rod. Oh, <laughs> Thanks. Hi, Rod. <laughs> um, congrats to all your success, guys, all your hard work and drive. We, we love Rod. He's awesome. Good friend of ours from Ontario. But 
So she is an absolute bulldog in the most pretty bulldog in the sense of finding grants. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with going after grants because that's no. just getting some of your stolen tax dollars back. Well, that and it doesn't cost anything. Right. Yes. Like, except time. Except time. And honestly, like the this new environmental grant that I just applied for, it took me. Uh, might have put like five or six hours five or into six it. hours into it. it it doesn't cost you anything to apply so you'd have to submit any application fees or anything and worst case they're going to say is no and honestly i don't accept no so <laughs> basically it'll come back to me and then i'm just like okay so you're not going to approve this but you're going to approve this and and i i don't like to say that i fight with them but i i'm very forceful when it comes to that kind of stuff because you're not going to flat out tell me that nothing on there is going to be approved because there is going to be something and i will get something and yep. and there there's all kinds of it and it is available for everyone and you kick ass at that and that yeah. you know everybody has their their niche or their thing and you are just as persistent as the day <laughs> is long and that but that's not a bad thing because uh, okay, guys, I got to tell you, number one, if I'd never met uh, Miss Cook here, I would probably still be, if I wasn't, if I'm not dead, I'd still be at the hardware store at home hardware where I worked. Living on Warwick Street. Living on Warwick Street <laughs> in this tiny little apartment all by myself. Absolutely friggin' miserable, stressed out beyond belief, blood pressure through the roof, simply because I used to settle. I was good at settling. You're not a settler. No. She is the opposite of a settler, whatever that is. Uh, an explorer, I guess, right? Gypsy. Yeah, but you would tell me, you're like, honey, you deserve better. Honey, you can do better. Honey, quit. You're you're making not, you're 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 killing yourself all year to get a 15 cent an hour raise based on a promise they never give you. Yep. And I finally listened to her. And you know well, what? Well, because that was not acceptable. No, like, but it didn't get better right away, did it? No. Because then we went across kind of you guys know that story, but anyway, so yep. but that's her she's always willing to be bold and take chances and risk it right baby well and and i did that for barrett too when he said he like when he left his job he's like i'm gonna go out on my own i'm like good i said you need to do that and and i told him i said you need help with anything i will help you i said give me your i set him up his business account his gst number i said i i will help you any way i can do it and right now i'm looking for grants for him every day i'm trying to find him money yep. and like they're like it's it's there. You just have to find it. And you you really did encourage him a lot. And yeah. you know it's almost like uh, our, our our business family tree at this point, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you get it starts with all seasons maintenance, then it goes to Busy Bee's daycare, then it goes to Toolman Tim's workshop, yeah. and now it reaches out. Hey, Martinson family, how are you? <laughs> and now it reaches out into uh, Midnight Mechanical. And now our, our brand new uh, Canadian coffee company, like it, yeah. it's so cool, guys. And this then is it's going it to be all seasons property management. Yes. Yeah. Because we're going to buy some properties. And yeah. uh, so it's, it just, it blows me away how it works. But, you know, if, if, if you're thinking that you can't or you won't or you'll fail, that's okay. Because we thought that too, didn't yeah. we? But don't, don't start something right away with that mindset right don't don't like because that right there is that's not a good mindset to be in like don't don't wake up in the morning and say okay i'm gonna start this business but it's probably gonna fail yeah don't don't, don't you can't you can't work like that you have to you have to basically take no don't take no for an answer and and just keep you know like just keep going forward because you can't 
you can't just constantly have that mindset that you're going to fail because if you do, unfortunately, you're going to fail. Yeah. And you can't, you can't be there. Right. I wasn't always that way, but what did I tell you a while back about the coffee business? What did I say? Do you remember? I know I put you on the spot, but I I was heading to bed and I looked at you and I said, we're going to succeed with this coffee business. This is going to be a big deal for us. Remember? And because now we believe it, but it takes a while. It doesn't happen overnight. And you know, well, and, and it helps when you have a support system too. support yeah, systems does. are always the best because he's always coming at me with these harebrained ideas. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, the, yeah, all these harebrained ideas, just everything. And I I'm know. just kind of like, I'm to the point now I'm like, all right, well, go ahead. Or, or usually my second question is like, okay, well, how much is it going to cost us? And then he's like, oh, well, only this amount, this amount and this amount. And I'm like, well, if it's something you want to do, then do it. And then after he gets started, then it's, do you need help with it? Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing, like you, a support, if you can have a support system, whether it's a spouse, a sibling, uh, a parent that like anything helps like to have that. It's true. Yeah. And I I, I do think like, I I feel kind of bad or, you know, it's, it, it's gotta be a little more difficult for people who don't have a support system, like a a wonderful wife or a. No, it is. But you know what? There are support systems online. Yes. So like, how do you, what, what would you say? What would you do? Well, honestly, like, um, well, you have a community on yours. Yep. You're, you're, you're a support system, right? Like you're, <laughs> I never thought no, of that. You, you yeah. are like, you're, you're open. People message you all the time and ask you questions, like find those type of support systems. And like, there's always like, but don't waste your time on like those phony support systems where you got to pay 200 yeah like $100 oh, well, or whatever yeah like here give me your credit card information and I'll tell you how wonderful you are like don't don't waste your money on that kind of stuff you find a real person that is really going to support you and you know what and in the long run you're making connections you're making friends you know like um maybe join a uh what is, um the local business group, uh, Com- local, chamber of commerce, something like chambers that. Chambers of commerce. Like I, I find they are harder in small towns. Yes. Oh yeah. They, they really are. The old boys club. I find chamber of commerce. Like I find some businesses in town. Like, um, they, like, I don't, I don't know what they're it is, old but school. they're old school, but there are some people that take you as a threat. Yep. Too. They do. And, and that makes it hard too. like, cause I, 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 I know the other daycare takes us as a threat. I, even though I've never given that impression and anytime I ever see them, I'm, I'm friendly and cordial with them. And I've never, ever. No, but that's okay. Like never, but, but, but business is they, business. Business is business. And unfortunately some people are going to take you as a threat and you know what? And in the back of my brain, if someone's taking you as a threat, you're going somewhere. Yeah. Right. Because, because if talking, honestly, if they're point, talking baby. about you and they feel threatened by you, you're, you're, you're going to do something because they're automatically like, Oh man, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in trouble. So, and like, you don't ever want to step on anybody's toes and you don't ever want to do that, but you know what, how other people react, you can't control that. Yeah. Amen. Sister. I love it. (laughs) Chris Dixon says most small towns have an old boys club mentality, but it's up to us to make that change. Exactly. Absolutely. I have no inclination of running for prime minister, but Sometimes you can affect change in your small town, can't you? You can. And, and and like like I said though, you just but like with us is we we make our good connections with the people in town. Like yep, we we, we try to support um other female businesses. Mm-hmm. Like um I I could put her name out there, Amber Thompson and Leah Cassidy. 
they um they do our cakes for us like we do birthday parties for the kids for their birthdays and they always supply us with these incredible birthday cakes and then we we always um we always support uh the canalta hotel like yeah and like and we reach out to small businesses when we do our fundraisers and we try to support them as best we can um we try to shop locally yeah as best we can uh like it's getting harder unfortunately sure it is but um but we do and we try to support as many of the small businesses in town as we can and it's good to have those connections too it is so yeah. maybe um we're, well so maybe talk just a little more about being a woman you know <laughs> not about having you know those things but like yeah. as as a woman in business and you know in any other struggles or just yeah just talk about yeah. it a little bit sweetie honestly um that has always been a thing like I'm trying, we, we have five kids. We have our son who's the oldest mm -hmm. and he, and then we have four girls. So basically as soon as the first girl came and then the second girl came and then we found out we were having twin girls, mm -hmm. I was like, my mentality stepped up. I was like, Oh no, no, no. These girls, they are not going to be walked on and they are going to know that they can be just as good as a male counterpart if not better mm -hmm. and i i've ever since they were little i've always raised them you need to have a voice you need to make sure that if whatever you're doing that you're in control you're in charge of you you're in charge of what you're doing and and i and i raised my girls that way and Amen. and they they are strong like our two <laughs> oldest girls are 22 and 20 oh my goodness and aren't they stubborn sometimes i look back and i'm like oh maybe i went a little too hard on it <laughs> but, i wonder where they get it from oh yeah but well i said to my our oldest girl the other day that trying to get through her brain is like trying to nail a uh, through a concrete wall with a flip-flop because you just can't get through to her. She's so stubborn, but I raised her that way. Yep. And I want her to be that way. And she, she's strong. She's independent. She, she doesn't, and she doesn't rely on anybody but herself. And yep. that's what, that's what a woman has to be, unfortunately. And it's okay to rely on a spouse, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, male or female, but it's, but you, where you're a woman, you have to be, you have to be more aggressive with it. And you have to push forward and you have to plow through that. And, and I want my girls to never, ever have to sit back and think, oh, well, I can't get that job because I'm, because I'm a girl. That's, that doesn't work. And I go out there and I can remove snow just as good as he can. Yes. And <laughs> Except sometimes you get like, I uh, got frostbite the yeah. other day because I was out moving snow just <laughs> like he, but I, I can, I can use the backpack floor just as good as you can. And I want my girls to be like that. And, and we're, we're raising the twins like that. They're going to be 12 this year. And today we just taught her how to make bread. And she's like, oh, well, this is great. This is great. And, and that is a great skill, but I don't want her thinking that that's what she has to do. Be in the kitchen, making bread. That's not how it's going to work. She's going to, she was talking the other day. She wants to go to Ivy league schools because she wants to be a lawyer. <laughs> I probably do. Yeah. <laughs> She's a better shot than I am. That's <laughs> but, a whole other story. Like, but I just, I just don't want them. I like, and and to any woman out there, don't, don't ever, ever back down, because someone, because like, there, there, you know, there is a, and don't get me wrong, there is a lot of great men out there. There are, but there are, and there's some that will just be like, you know what? No, you can't do this. I'm not talking to you. I'm not dealing with you. And then, but 
I worked for a company where I was uh, a loan officer. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah. You, you ran a, a payday loan store. Payday loan store. As a boss. Yeah. Uh, as you ran it. I ran it and I was and, the collections officer. And you made a mistake because you got pregnant. Yes. I, yeah. so I got pregnant. What happened? Well, I was the collection officer and basically anyone that would come in, unfortunately, it was usually the men. When I was collecting money, they would resort to calling me names, telling me I'm useless, uh, telling me that they need to find somebody else to get to do my job because I don't know how to do it. And I'd be like, and then basically my response would be like, well, when you're done, you still have to come in here and pay this loan. And if you don't pay this loan, <laughs> I'm going to go into your bank account and I'm going to take my money. She was a good loan and, collector. And they obviously, and then they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then they, you know, but you have to be assertive like that. And it's unfortunate that sometimes you have to be, but I worked for the company for two and a half, three years, Yep. three years. And then we got pregnant with the twins. You told and them that you I told pregnant. my regional manager who by the way had no children and he thought he was a chauvinist mm -hmm. um basically called me up the next day and told me that i was fired because and it, and yeah. uh, and you, you got to back up because everybody's gonna say oh well you should have sued him well yeah you know we could have except uh, we didn't have a pot to piss in nope and we knew that they would absolutely drain us trying to fight mm -hmm. and it would it wouldn't work and we we wanted to but we didn't because we were you know, anyway, yeah, but but just... I looked at it as a you know what it was like a saving grace anyway it was. because I wanted to be home with and you hated the job. I hated the job and I wanted to enjoy my pregnancy and I wanted to enjoy the kids, and and we just pushed in and we we got through it. But and speaking of strong, independent young ladies, here is uh, Charlotte Cook. This and... is my future Ivy Leaguer. Here. Yes, she is uh, my my biggest fan. And yes. what a smart kid. It, well, so she informed yes. us the other day that she wants to apply for Harvard or Stanford or Penn. Yeah, yep. like she wants to be a lawyer. So, and, and she's like, she's just like, she's so independent. And that's the way that I want my girls to be. And they all are. You and know, they all sometimes are. Sometimes too, too <laughs> strong-willed and independent. But you know what? That That's, that's a personality yeah. trait that's for the better. Yeah. And I don't ever, ever want my girls, not that it's not okay. But I don't ever, ever want them to base their life around. Or to depend on a man, right? To depend on a man. Yep. Like Olivia, our oldest girl, I we always said she was the only girl we would know that know that you could drop in the middle of the woods and come back in six months and she would be comfy, cozy and have a house built. Mm -hmm. She could kill chickens. Oh, yeah. She could pluck them. She could. She helped with the uh, She wanted to go hunting. Pigs. Well, she she would hunt. She, yep. Um, like she knew how to start fires. Like we taught her all that. And I don't want her, I don't ever want my girls to be like, oh, you know, I don't know what to do. That's not how it works. They have to be able to do that. And you've, and now what I love about that is you, you don't really take shit off anybody, do you? No. And, you know, maybe before, I don't know, you never really did, period, even when we first met. But, no. but you're, you're so strong willed about it in the good, in the good sense toward business now, you know? Well, and that's, a, and that's part of owning your business too. Like I find, um, when people come in, like not so much at the daycare because all my parents are great. Yes. Um, but like with all seasons, I've had to deal with a couple of customers where they're like, oh, well, if you don't do this, then we're never going to get you again. And then you're basically, well, that's fine. We don't need your business. And then, you know, and they're, and then when you say something like that, they get thrown back. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, I didn't really mean it. Well, you already said it. So guess what? You're no longer our customer. Have a great day. <laughs> Try fired. to find somebody else to do the same job for 
the same amount of money because it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I find when you can talk to people like that, like who are disrespecting you and you can counter react with assertiveness that gets your point across, then that's what you need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, if, 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 if somebody came to you, if, if a lady came to you today yep. or and not just a lady, but in, we're, we're talking about women power tonight, which is great. <laughs> so if, if a woman came to you, Hey, no, you're Joe. How are you? Nice to see you. So if, if a lady came to you to, tomorrow and said, Hey, I want to start a business. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? Put you on the spot. Didn't I? Yeah, you did. I'm sure you'd start oh, a thousand things, but yep. honestly, um, like if they came to me, they had a plan. They had, um, an idea they had like they basically knew what they were going to do and what they wanted to do and they had access to be able to do it i basically my first response would be how can i help you and i love that like um what like what can i do for to help you what 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 do you need and and then the second one would be don't stop because that's the key isn't it yep. just moving forward and it 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 does and it it's crazy. Hey, yeah. like it, it is like, and, and everybody always asks, like, how do you find success? How, how do you, how do you build a business? And it's all the same. It, yeah. you keep moving forward and you, when something works, you do more of that. And yeah. when something doesn't work, you stop doing it. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, and I know there's a lot of, you have like in your group here, you have a lot of handymen and everything. Oh, like yes. That. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if they have wives that help them or anything like that. But guys, let your wives help. Oh, yes. We know our shit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Do. And yeah. you're really good at some other things that I just suck at too, yep. right? So we complement each other, right? Yeah. Well, baby, we've done well. We're hour and 15 minutes in. You had oh, no okay. idea we've been that yeah. long, hey? So, um, yeah, what, so... What do you, what's your dream with a bit? Like you said, you want to, we want to be able to travel some more yep. and we, what are some of our other big hairy audacious goals? What, what, what do you, well, like I want to be able, wise? well, property, oh, I was going to say, I want to be able to travel with you. Yes. Me too. Uh, um, but you know, don't get me wrong. Like I, I love traveling with my sister, Amy. She like, we're going to have so much fun. It's going to be great. Um, I think we're going to end up probably traveling separate for a while. Um, but with the business, Go, like I want to be able to, while we're starting the property management, uh, we want to buy some houses so we can fix them up and mm -hmm. we can be our own property managers. And uh, like, I love our house that we're in now, but you know, we're not getting any younger. I think we're probably going to have to get a different house. That's Eventually. all basically Maybe. one yep. level. <laughs> and then we can rent this place out. Yeah. And Chris Dixon says, let's, <laughs> We play blue job and pink job in our house and she's happy never grabbing a hammer or power tool. It works for us. <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about that. You know you what said, though? I don't like power tools either. No, that's okay. No, I really don't. Like I can, I can use them. Um, I don't like them. I don't have the hand strength, but um, I, but I don't, but I, like, I'll be darned if I'm working all day and he's not doing the laundry when he's home. <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah. And you know, what's great. No, but it's true. I was thinking about that because yeah. You know, you said like, there's been some days, Hey, Joseph, how are you? Not a problem. Um, so we, so yeah, first off yep. you come out and help me do snow, yes. right? And if you're working and I have a slow day, friggin' right. I do laundry and you know yep. what else I do? I come over to the daycare and I roll around on the floor. If I'm feeling up to it and yep. play with the kids or I help you put meals out or yep. I watch the kids while you got to run in and make a phone call. We, we do it all and we're yep. a team and I 
think that's the key, isn't it? Like it that is. really works and, good. And you know what? And and she doesn't like power tools. That's all fine and dandy. I like I said, I don't like them either. Um, I I love doing snow. Yeah. I I, I you're good like, at it too. Yeah, I love doing snow. Um, mowing the lawns in the summer, absolutely not. I I hate the heat. Uh, so I like I will do it if I have to, but it's not something I enjoy either. But but you know what else she did when when we found out my dad had cancer and had to have surgery. F first thing she did was hopped online, didn't even ask questions, and booked me a flight and said, "You're going." And she said, "If you want, take the girls with you." And it was awesome. But yeah. I couldn't have done that if she hadn't said, "Don't worry, honey, I'll take care of everything here." And I didn't even have to worry about it, did I? No, nope. because she. I mean, this is the same woman that I left alone for five months while I went to Alberta and you lived in a 130 year old house and took care of the kids, but with wood furnace, with, yes, <laughs> but she stayed here and you ran the ship. You made yeah. sure the snow got done. My brother-in-law helped a ton. Oh yeah. Bear you, was a great help. But you yep. took care of it. And, yep. and it didn't stop snowing. No, I'm just going to yeah. put that out and there. And it still hasn't fucking <laughs> stopped like, snowing. Has Cause it? honestly, up before he left and it, like if I had known, I would have been like, oh yeah. But um, before he left, I think we maybe had ten snow days, maybe at the most. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, you know what? I got this. It's no big deal. The day after he left, I think it snowed every day. It did. Yeah, yeah. I think I was gone. <laughs> it didn't honestly, stop. I think I was gone. What eleven, twelve days? Yeah. And I think you guys did snow nine or ten days. Oh, it didn't yeah. stop. Yeah, it did not. And stop. it wasn't just a little bit, was it? No. About day eight, I called him and I said, "Well, I'm just handing in my resignation now. Um, just let you know that I'm done. Um, you're, I'm quitting." <laughs> but of course, here's the other thing that she jumped in and did like like a friggin' champ. So when I left, I was told there would be absolutely no bank property management to be done at all right and as soon as i left i get oh my god how many it was a secure <laughs> and four occupancy checks which is yep. where you have to go she'd never done them with me before because there was never a need to and she's like yep i'll go so she hops in the car goes out does an inspection on a house changes some locks then she goes to an hour out of town and serves paper <laughs> to these uh <laughs> these people yeah, yeah. They, they were uh, yeah there was uh, like because anytime that i've ever actually been with you for an occupant nobody ever lives there right they're always empty. yeah these were apartment buildings and i'm knocking on the door and all of a sudden these these two guys come running down the hallway at me and i of course i had gracie with me so she was my muscle but it's just like i don't i didn't know what they were gonna do but, but you did good yeah, i'm no, proud of you and nothing scares her you know you might yeah. be a little nervous or anxious yeah but i get Jesus, nervous but then it. then it's like okay we'll back up I'm only here to drop off papers. You don't need to get lippy with me. So, but, um, but it's, you know, it's just something that has to be done and no, I didn't mind doing it. No, it was awesome, no. babe. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I guess that's a bit of the teamwork too, isn't yep. it? But I, I, I know I brag her up all the time. You know, I was on Liberty late night the other night and I must've talked about you 10 or 12 times, you know, and Dave and Mary both were like, we got to meet this Becky at some point. So, because I love having you on here because really she's what, helps me get so much shit done and it's it's awesome and i'm proud of you baby like yeah. you i we wanted to talk about you know our, our lessons in business but i wanted you to come on and share what it's like to be a woman because yeah. i unfortunately don't know what that's like yeah well and um i don't know if there's any women entrepreneurs that are looking to start it they can message me yes I, absolutely like, uh, my email is the same as Tim's. It's almost. Just, almost. It's just instead of Tim, the real Tim Cook, it's the real Becky Cook. Yeah, the yeah. real Becky Cook at gmail.com. Yeah, so. like if any any females out there want a message, like I honestly, I give you as much help as I can. I don't mind 
That would be awesome. Yeah, I, we never even planned this, but that's great. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. Like, you know, like, unfortunately, women have to build up women. Yeah. And and there are so many women out there that are so quick to, <laughs> to build, like to tear us down. There's those women that just need to build each other up. And that's what we need to do more of. And instead of, you know, cutting everybody down, we need to like even men, men need to be built up too. And it, like everybody, that's what we need to work on. There's too much of this bullshit of cutting people down all the time. It, it It's not necessary. I'm proud of you, baby. I am. Do you got anything yeah. else? I will, we'll wrap her up then. Do you got anything else you want to share before we finish up? I don't think so. No? no. Just quote, kick ass, take names. And... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm really proud of you. I yeah. mean, I know I say it all the time, but it's fun to say it publicly because you, you're an inspiration. You're an inspiration to our girls. You, you get me out of bed every day, which is, oh no, that's not true. I beat you out of bed, but. <laughs> oh no, but, I'm a late sleeper. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you absolutely, you absolutely are. Yeah. You, and you are, and you, you, you need to tell your story because you kick ass at it and I, I'm proud of you and you're over there working and making money and it's great. So I'm, I'm proud of you, baby. I love yeah. you. And I get the time off so I can go to Nashville with you. Yes. Yeah. So, right. So any of our um, community members, workshop community members who are going to be at the Living Free in Tennessee workshop in next month. Jesus, that's only a month oh, away. I know. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> Mrs. Cook's going to be there with me. So if you want to meet uh, my celebrity wife in person, no, just kidding. <laughs> but if you want to meet her in person, we'll be there. And we're going to be in that whole area for two weeks. So if anybody wants to do a meetup or have some coffee, It'll be great. I think Chicken Hawk's going to try to come down and meet up with us. So it'll yeah, be good. Yeah, like we're going as far as Jacksonville. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, we're going, we're going to be all over the place. It's going to be great. So, yeah. Well, thank you, baby. Yeah. It was great. Thanks for coming on. You were a, a splendid and exceptional guest. I really appreciated you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So guys, that was it with, from us for this week. Uh, where are we heading this week? So if you want to know where you can find me, it's going to be yet another busy week. And you put up with my bullshit all the time and you're like honey do a live stream i love it she, she's such a supporter but so for, for that you know tuesday night 6 p.m mountain fireside freedom i'm going to do uh i'm going to be leading that episode we're going to be talking about alternative social media which is great that's what i love float odyssey rumble anyway we'll get into it uh wednesday i'm not sure if it's going to be live or even broadcast that day but i'm sitting down uh for a chat with ken ash my buddy he's also from fireside freedom He's going to have me on his Constructive Liberty podcast. I am super excited. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship and everything else in between. And then, of course, Thursday night will be the next time we're sitting in the workshop chair, or at least I will be, I guess. I don't know if you want to come on and talk about preparedness. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be doing preparedness. And that one, of course, is always on the Prepper Broadcast Network as well. I'm always helping so, you with that. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, you are. I love <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. Oh, they uh, Martinson family says can't make it. The 49th is a problem. Kind of busy with booby milk and diapers anyway. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, they're babies, you know. So, yep. but yeah, so thank you guys. Uh, I tell you this every single night and every week that we do this, but I'm kind of floored and blown away by the fact that, you know, I'm here talking and you guys are willing to drop by, listen, and share with us. It's, it's a pretty cool community we're building, eh, baby? It is, yeah. So thank you, guys. And remember, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.